Dr. Bernard, thank you for being here. And regarding raw seeds, raw nuts, avocados, and olives, are you preferring that we try to limit these or are you saying eat them freely? If, if you're trying to lose weight, if you've got any kind of hormonal condition, I suggest that you avoid them um, because you want to get your fat content low. If you're already thin and, you, and you're healthy and, um, and you don't have any hormonal issues, then I think having uh, some of these uh, raw nuts and so forth and even cooked nuts is probably something you could do. Um, and if you're looking for a guide for a reasonable amount, about an ounce a day is probably a reasonable number. And in terms of avocados and olives, are we trying again to limit these or are these yeah. foods? Same story. If a person's trying to lose weight, avocados are gonna shut your weight loss down, I'm sorry to say. They are delicious. I mean, nothing like guacamole, but um, it, it, it will show up on the scale because it's really fatty, which means it's just very, very dense with, with calories. And does it make your blood sugar stay higher if you have a lot of fat? Well, you remember the beginning of my lecture and I showed the cell and how the fat molecules get into the cell and stop insulin from working. So guacamole is not as bad as pork chop, but it adds, it adds its load of fat too. Thank you. Am I cheering you up? Isn't that terrible to say something bad about an avocado? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sure. Thanks for your question. Okay. Uh, next up is um, Mary. Mary, I'm going to unmute you. You could ask your question. Thanks so much. Whole food, plant-based um, just really resolves so many health issues. I have a friend who's on a prescription for anxiety and depression and you were talking about hot flashes, she's having those. So it just made me think about um, studies and research on plant-based diets for mental health disorders. Is, has, is anybody doing any of that? Yes, um, and if you have a copy of Your Body and Balance, there's a whole chapter devoted to exactly that topic. And, and if you don't have a copy of Your Body and Balance, please borrow it for somebody and, and please do read that. And we talk about not only how these foods appear to work, but also We'll give you some examples of individuals who put it to work. But let me give you just a, a real quick, um, quick summary. Um, and, and I have to say that uh, I don't really think we are anywhere near as far along with mental health as we are with physical health when it comes to studying the effect of foods. Um, we've got lots of good research on diabetes and cholesterol and so forth. And with regard to mental health, I think we're still at the beginning. However, uh, I mentioned that we had done a study with GEICO. The, the car insurance company, um, where we did in 10 different cities, we implemented plant-based diets and they were implemented for weight loss and for diabetes. However, we also tracked depression and anxiety and job absenteeism. Um, we wanted to track mood. And what we were a bit surprised to find was as people followed a healthy plant-based diet, um, their depressive symptoms improved quite dramatically and also anxiety symptoms and also job absenteeism, all this got better. Um, and so we thought, okay, well, this is kind of uh, creating a hypothesis for us. Is it really true? And have other researchers found this? And as I said, I don't think we've got enough research, but there have been a number of studies that have been done. Uh, Bonnie Beasold is a researcher in the Midwest who's done some really cool studies starting out with observational studies and then doing some intervention trials, looking at plant-based diets and mood and in a nutshell, um, they confirm what we found is that something about this diet helps the brain. So the question is, why would that be? Two issues. You're already aware of the gut microbiome 
you have bacteria in your gut. And those bacteria can be unhealthy bacteria. And if you're eating meat and dairy and grease and so forth, you think they probably are unhealthy bacteria. Um, unhealthy gut bacteria will communicate with the brain. You know, there's a connection between the brain and, and the, the gut. Um, when you change your diet, the bacterial species in the gut change and they change rapidly. Within two weeks or so, you'll start to see changes in the, the bacterial species favoring the healthier choices. Um, what you need to for healthy gut bacteria is very low fat, lots of fiber, beans, vegetables, grains, fruits. Um, that feeds back to the brain, at least this is a hypothesis, and that's part of the reason why depression can improve. But there's another, perhaps, I, th I think, bigger reason, and that's inflammation. We were talking about this earlier with joints and so forth. Inflammation, inflammatory compounds circulate in the blood. They also reach the brain. And many people now view depression as an inflammatory process occurring within brain cells. That research is still ongoing. But a plant-based diet is an anti-inflammatory diet. Put this together. Depression is a serious condition and a person should not cancel their doctor's appointment and they should not throw away their antidepressants. They should talk to their doctor. I mean, suicide is a real risk. But you talk to your doctor and say, in addition to whatever treatment you're giving me, I'm going to try a diet change. Get the animal products out of your diet. Keep the oils really low. Eat healthy foods and exercise. Whether you're exercising alone or better still as a group, better still outside in the sunshine, put that together. And you've got a regimen that might naturally help you. And if it's not enough, then medications are a sensible thing to discuss. But let's, let's get the diet and the exercise together in addition to whatever else we're doing. So anyway, thank you for that great question. Thanks so much. And thanks for the information on soy. I definitely, you know, stop drinking soy milk because of what my friends have said. So do you have a suggestion for what kind of milks or are, are all the plant-based milks fine? Soy milk is fine. Soy milk is perfectly fine. Um, go to the store, get the organic one. But if you want almond milk or rice milk or, or any of the others, they're all fine, except I would suggest not using coconut uh, milks. The, the coconut, despite the marketing, um, when the, the fat that's in coconut milk is saturated fat, and we really don't want that. All right, thank you for your question. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, the next person up is Andrew. Andrew, I'm gonna unmute you if you could please ask your question. Thank you, doctor, for a great presentation as always and for being a voice of reason in a very confusing uh, health and nutrition world. Uh, but um, there's been some um, studies that show the benefits of a plant-based diet for people with inflammatory bowel disease, um, but not many. Uh, do you see any light at the end of the tunnel or anything on the horizon for IBD patients, especially uh, Crohn's disease uh, with regards to a whole food plant-based diet and perhaps maybe weaning them off or getting them off of immunosuppressive drugs? Oh, what a terrific question. Um, you know, it's, it's so frustrating for people who've got ir irritable bowel um, or inflammatory bowel disease, either one. Um, and with, with Crohn's disease, many doctors really are kind of poo-pooing um, diet, same with ulcerative colitis, um, except for the fact that they're, at least within the observational uh, research literature, there has really pretty compelling evidence that diet plays a role. Um, dairy products have gotten um, the finger of blame pointed at them for a long period of time. And there are a lot of people who um, have avoided 
uh, dairy or avoided animal products found that their Crohn's gets better. But it's really um, variable. With some, uh, the improvement is dramatic, others less so. You may know about Alan Desmond at the Devon Gut Clinic uh, in England. He's spoken at, spoken at our uh, International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine a few times, and he's just terrific. And I'd encourage you to, to look at what Alan has described specifically for Crohn's um, disease. And there is no reason why a person seeing their gastroenterologist can't also do um, a kind of helpful plant-based diet as well. The one thing that I think should probably be added to this is looking to see if there might be other triggers too. Getting away from dairy, great idea. That's job one, getting away from animal products too. But it could also be that somebody it might be sensitive, sensitive to other foods and people are, are trying, well, all right, if I avoid uh, wheat, if I avoid gluten in general, will I do better? And, and to, to try those kinds of elimination things, I think is sensible. And the way that we like to do it is by getting all the common triggers out at one time, resting for maybe three weeks or so, you know, and you can eat things like rice and the pain safe foods, cooked vegetables, cooked fruits, uh, as much as you want, but kind of a limited range. Then put the potential triggers back in one at a time and see if any of them causes a flare. Uh, because of the nature of the condition, you might find yourself doing this more than once, but it's neat to see if there's something else that's kind of an aggravator, because if it is, and we get it out of our diet, uh, then we've got more power than we had before. So that's not a full answer, um, but uh, researchers are moving in this direction to see what more we can do, because I'm with you. If we don't need to be on the medications, so much the better. Mm -hmm.